0: We didn't invent Kid Talk, we perfected it, and at a very young age.
1: You're listening to Voice America Kids.
0: Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions.
2: Thank you and welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Brianna Hope Beaton and today we will be talking to a very special guest, producer Adam Idelson from The Octonauts. And then we will be talking about Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1 and 2, a special event for DVD. Alyssa Wants to Know, Once Upon a Sign, The New Three Little Pigs, and finally ABC Monsters. So right now, Samantha will be interviewing producer Adam Idelson from Octonauts.
3: So, Samantha, take it away. Thank you, Brianna. Hi, Adam. How are you doing?
4: I'm good. How are you, Samantha?
3: I'm doing great. Now, Todd, what inspired you to come up with the idea of Octonauts?
4: Well, I did not come up with the idea for Octonauts, but I'm very lucky to work with the people who did. And that Octonauts started as a series of books by some creators who call themselves Miomi. Their names are Michael and Vicky. And then a guy that I work named Kurt found the books and wanted to turn into a TV show. So I worked with him and a team of other people to make a show that's sort of a half hour instead of a short book. And, you know, there were various changes that we made, but we still work with the creators of the books.
3: Okay, sounds very interesting. Now, can you tell me, is children education something that you care deeply about?
4: I do. I have kids, but I, I think I cared about it before I had kids. And very happy. You know, the show, is, we don't say that we're making a children's education show. We say we're making a cool action-adventure show that just happens to have some education in it. So I feel happy about both those things.
3: Yes, and I did review the show, and in the review I mentioned how kids will learn in the show without actually knowing they're learning because you kind of cover it up with the idea of, like, exploring the ocean and stuff like that.
4: Exactly. Um, uh, thank you for your review, by the way. Yeah, we we try to <laughs> kind of make an adventure show, and then to get, they get into situations, and to get out of the situation, they have to learn something about the creature that they meet or the environment they're in, and hopefully the audience learns along with the Octonauts.
3: Yeah, I really, really enjoyed that about the show. Like, I didn't even know that I was learning, and when the show, after each episode, I realized, like, Oh my God, I just learned all these new things and all these, like, it was really, really cool. So. Well, thank you. You're welcome. And you mentioned you have kids, but do you have any younger ones that may have inspired you to start working on the show?
4: Well, as it happens, I used to work at Nickelodeon and when I worked at Nickelodeon, my kids were (laughs) too young to know or care about what I did. And now that I work on Octonauts, they're a little too old to care too much about what I do. However, I think when they started to watch the show, they found that it was even interesting, even though my son is now 17. But when I started making the show, he was probably about 13 or 12. And my daughter uh, was almost the right age. You know, I, we like to think our the kids who watch our show were like five or six, and she was probably seven or eight. But, um... You know, I didn't think my son was interested at all. And then one day he came home from school. He said, hey, Dad, we learned about sperm whales today in school. Have you ever done a show about sperm whales? And I said, well, no, we haven't. What What can you tell me about sperm whales? And then he told me how they like to dive really deep to get their food. And I said, huh. And I, he said, well, what if we, you did a story about a sperm whale who was afraid to dive? I said, oh, that's an interesting idea. And I said, who would, who else, who would be an interesting person to teach him to dive? Well, it happens that penguins... Are very good divers and peso one of our main characters also happens to be a, a character who's scared of a lot of things so that suddenly we had a story for an episode and that was one of the first episodes i wrote and i named the whale simon
3: oh that's a very nice story peso is actually one of my favorite characters i felt like for some reason i could relate to him uh-huh. because i'm not very brave but it was nice to have a character in a show that i can relate to
4: yeah, no, I mean, we, we were very careful to make all the characters relatable in some way. I mean, I would like to be like Captain Barnacles, but I'm not always like Captain Barnacles. I'm not, mm-hmm. not that strong and I'm not, I don't always make the right decisions. But sometimes, and I'm, you know, a, a lot of us secretly would like to be quasi, but he makes mistakes. And Peso, even though he's the scaredest, he tends to be the bravest when a creature is hurt or sick. So, you know, I think we give a there are different characters and hopefully everybody who watches can relate even even older audience members
3: yeah i always like watching shows where i can relate to the characters and can you tell me are you interested in any of the topics that the show teaching you prior to when you started working on the show like oceanography And like underwater animals and things like that.
4: I was only a little bit interested, but I'm a lot more interested now. I feel like that's one of the great things about the show. It's taught me a lot as I've learned, as I've written and made the show.
3: That's funny because the show kind of had the same effect on me. Because right after I I finished reviewing the show, I actually went to school the next day. And that was a new topic we were learning about. So it was really, really cool. And I kind of knew some of the things that the show had taught me. So I was like raising my hand and everything. And I was kind of surprising everybody because usually I'm not the one to talk first or anything like that.
4: Well, I guess we are educational then. I'm glad to hear it.
3: And can you tell me, what is the best part of your job?
4: Honestly, the best part of my job is almost everything. I mean, I get to work with people I love and I'm writing and learning as I write and I'm working with animators all over the world. So, I can't imagine a better job.
3: Brianna, take it away. You're listening to Kids First
2: Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today, we will be talking to our special guest, producer Adam Idelson from Octonauts. And then we will be talking about Hunger Games, Mockingjay Part 1 and 2, the special event for DVD. Alyssa Wants to Know, Once Upon a Sign, The New Three Little Pigs. And finally, ABC Monsters. So, now let's continue
3: with Samantha's
2: interview with producer Adam Idolson.
3: Adam, can you... Tell me, if you could summarize the show in one word, what would it be and why? Cool
4: or maybe wet. One word is hard. We do a lot of things in the show, but I, I don't know how I did. You tell me. What's another word?
3: Well, I was kind of thinking adventure or educational, something in that range.
4: Good. I'll use that next time.
3: If you could produce a show about anything else, what would that show be?
4: Huh. That's a good question. You know, I have done shows for little kids. You say, how old are you're, you? Tw- are you about twelve? Yes. I, you know, I produce shows for little kids now for a while. And even though I think older kids like our show, I'd love to do something for older audiences. And you know, if I'm lucky, that that may happen after Octonauts. We'll see. But I like adventure, just like I think adventure, and I like uh, comedy. So, hopefully, something that that involves that.
3: I feel like working on a comedy show would be actually very fun. You know, meeting. Maybe like new comedians and stuff like that. That's a really good idea.
4: As a matter of fact, the very first show I ever worked on was on a network that's no longer around called The N. And it was actually an offshoot of Nickelodeon, but it was for kids just your age. And it was first time stand-up comics who were about twelve and thirteen at a real club doing stand-up comedy. But it didn't it didn't last very long. No. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, I like comedy. I don't know if I'm very funny, but I do like to watch and listen to comedy.
3: Oh, that's nice. So have you learned anything from the show? Because you said before that you weren't really that interested in what the show teaches you. So have you learned anything fun or, like, different that you thought you would never learn from the
4: show? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I I learn about A New Creature every single episode, and, and my only problem is that I... I sometimes can't remember what, what we did in season one because we're now in season four. But you know, right now I'm learning, we're writing something about the Great Barrier Reef and I'm learning all about the Great Barrier Reef and I never realized how huge it was and how many creatures live there. You know, some almost half the creatures that are on our show live near the reef or around Australia because some of the craziest creatures live there. So that's something I'm learning all the time. And that's so that's a great part of the job. And I also, what's interesting is while we've made the show, people have reached out to us, scientists who are actual oct- real-life octonauts, like the scientists at NOAA. NOAA is sort of the NASA, if you know what NASA is, of the ocean. And so I've met people, we write episodes where the octonauts go down to the midnight zone the deepest part of the ocean and I've met now scientists who have been there and that's very exciting.
3: Can you tell me are you proud of how show, how far the show has come because throughout the interview you, you've been telling me a lot of opportunities that the show has opened up for you and how it's been on different channels so yeah. can you tell me are you proud of how far it's come
4: I'm absolutely proud and I'm I'm really happy to work on a show that does educate while well, hopefully it entertains. And it's it's amazing. We're not just popular we were actually came here after we were, were most of the rest of the world and we're now in China. Apparently we're even more popular in China than we are here, is what I've heard. So it's you know, it's very exciting to kind of make something that hopefully is teaching about the ocean and the value of the ocean to everybody all over the world.
3: Okay, well, thank you for talking with me, Adam.
4: Thank you, Samantha.
3: And I'm passing it on to Brianna now.
2: Well, Samantha and Adam, thank you so much for telling us all about being a producer and octonauts and everything that you've said. Let's take a break. I'm Brianna Hope Beaton, and you're listening to Kids First: Coming Attractions. Today's sponsor is Alyssa Wants to Know by Encircle Entertainment.
5: We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market.
0: To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall.
7: Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You
0: are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up.
2: Hey, welcome back. I'm Brianna Hope Beaton, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We just finished speaking to producer Adam Idelson from Octonauts, and today we'll be talking about Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1 and 2, the special event for DVD and Blu-ray. Alyssa wants to know, once upon a sign, the new Three Little Pigs and ABC Monsters. So right now we are speaking with 11-year-old Morgan from L.A. about Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1 and 2 special DVD event. So Morgan, can you tell us all about this event and its relations to the DVD
1: and Blu-ray coming out? Yes, I can. This was actually a great event because what happened was we got to go talk to a couple of the stars got to talk to Primrose, Tigress, and a bunch of other people who were just absolutely amazing to talk to. And they were just fantastic. At the same time, we also got to eat breakfast and lunch. And we also got to watch all four of these movies, like back to back to back with intermissions and stuff. So that was really great because I saw these movies in 2012 when I was about eight. And I did not understand them because I didn't know politics at all. And I was like, what's government? And I was like, why the heck are they killing people and stuff? And now that I'm older and I'm actually learning about it, the movies make more sense the second time around. And I am like now a huge fan of the Hunger Games.
2: Oh, that's that's kind of sad that you first watched them and you had no idea what was going on. Because you know it, it is. And I've never thought about that way because since I watched it four years ago, I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, and and and. I was first coming into politics. My parents were like, "You need to know politics because you're gonna be older and you're gonna have to vote." So they were like, kind of teaching it, kind of teaching it to me. So I kind of understood what was going on. So I never thought that someone would watch it and not understand what was going on. But I'm glad that you now watch it and you're a fan because Hunger Games is amazing. Anyway, so Morgan, out of this entire experience, out of this entire event, what would you say is your favorite aspect
1: i would have to say my favorite aspect was being able to talk to primrose and everybody that i got to talk to because they were just simply fantastic people to talk to and all that but it was also brought to you by lionsgate and i think they did a great job on doing this event they did splendid and terrific and i really liked the way that they set it up because it was really awesome and it was actually really fun and i really got to talk to these people and i was like super excited and I dressed as Katniss, and one of the first things that was out of my mouth when I talked to Willow Shields, who plays Primrose, I was like, hi, sis, and she was like oh my gosh, you're Katniss. And I was like, yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes, I am. And can you tell me a little bit more about the interviews and what you learned about it and what you can take away from this
1: experience? Well, they did a Q&A, which was really great. And Primrose and Willow Shields actually said that it was like going to film school because she had been doing this ever since she's 10. And she said that she is going to be turning 16 in a couple of months. So she's been doing this for almost five and a half years. And she said it's kind of like going to film school because she's been working on it for so long that she finally got to go and get a behind-the-scenes look of, like, what hair and makeup was like and everything. And also, Tigress said that it was really fun because she got to get her makeup done like a cat. And it was really funny. And I really liked that scene because it was really cool. And it was really awesome to the makeup. And, like, you can almost not recognize her without it. But it was really great because... Her face looked a lot like Tigress, and I really agree, I agree with that, and I think that it was a great job in, of how they picked her. And also, we got to talk to some of the people from the districts, the other districts that were in the Hunger Games, and that was just simply amazing talking to them as well.
2: I have a deep regard and deep respect for the people that do makeup because it's like you'll see them on screen and you'll be like, oh my gosh because this scene where Tigress is there and you can see her full blown in her makeup and and the way she looks and the way she does things, no one knew that was going to happen. Well, we knew it was going to happen, but we didn't know how big of a scale that they put a cat on her face. So I think it's it's awesome and amazing to see makeup and animation and all these other things come together and make a great film. Because it is a great film, because Hunger Games is amazing. Anyway, <laughs> so can you tell us, do you think that people who haven't seen the first two films can see Mo- Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1 and 2? Honestly,
1: I don't really think so. I mean, it depends. I mean, yes, it was amazing, and I think that they would understand it, but I think to get the full aspect of how to really understand it, you would have to see all of them. But I also agree that if you understand a lot of it, you will understand this movie pretty well. And it was actually really great. I really loved how the way Lionsgate did this and everything, and I think that I want to give kudos to them and all the people who did the dresses and the designs and everything for these movies, because those were simply awesome and amazing. Like, you could almost see how every single little detail was just great, and I absolutely loved that. And one of the cool things about the event was that everybody got dressed as their favorite character, and like I said, I dressed as Katniss, and they also had a good sh- a show where they basically bought all the Katnisses up and, like, all the people who dressed as their favorite characters, and then they had a costume contest, which was really fun. And that was really great because we all got little prizes and stuff. I was like, Yay!
2: Yay, I trust his Katniss, but I think that's very interesting, because uh, along with the plot, I mean, we're obviously here for the plot, and obviously to see what they're going to do with it in the movie theaters, I think... Another aspect of it that people really go to the Hunger Games to see is the wardrobe because it's so elaborate and it's so detailed in what they want to show us. So I love the Hunger Games for that fact. Like, if it was just that and everything else was horrible, I would still love Hunger Games because of the wardrobe. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. And today we are talking about Hunger Games Mocking J Part 1 and 2, the special event for DVD. Alyssa wants to know: Once Upon a Time, the new three little pigs and a monsters. So right now, let's continue speaking with the lovely Morgan about Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1 and 2, the special event for DVD and Blu-ray. So can you please tell me a little bit about the actual DVD and Blu-ray of Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1 and 2?
1: Yes, I can. It came out last week on March 22nd, and it was brought to you by Lionsgate, who I think did a great job, like I said. You get all four of the DVDs in Blu-ray, and then you also get two extra DVDs with five hours of bonus features. Of You got to talk to the cast and stuff. And one of the things that I enjoyed was we actually got to see how Jennifer Lawrence and everybody and how they talked to us. And one of the funniest things that I think that Jennifer Lawrence said is that she has to make more books, the writer who made these books, because she really loves working on set with these people. And it was a big goodbye party and everything. But she said that she needs to make more books because she wants to shoot more movies. And I thought that was really funny. and I really enjoyed how she said that. And Jennifer Lawrence was on the bonus set. And she was also great, and I really absolutely loved it. So I'm really happy that we got to talk to them.
2: Do you think you have a deeper insight of you know Hunger Games and Mockingjay and and all the other films encapsulated in this little series do you think you have a deeper insight from watching the uh, the special features and and going behind
1: scenes and and things like that Actually yes I do. I really do think that I got a bigger insight because I really liked the way how they showed us how like these were made and stuff. And also I thought it was really great how I got to watch all four, four of these movies at once and they made a lot more sense and I was like this is awesome and I think that it's really great like, if you watch a recent movie like back to back to back because then like the storyline just flows together like amazing.
2: A lot of the movies that I see nowadays like maybe in the past five years and it's like I see them and I'm like okay the next one's coming out in a year and then I see that one and the next one and and next one, and next one, and next one, however long they have. And it's good to sit down and see all of them together back to back to back because, first of all, I think you get a better understanding of what went on. Second of all, you remember all of it because I remember going into the second Hunger Games and being like, wait, I don't remember half of the first one. I mean, I read the books, but I was like, I really don't know what just happened. So now I had to go back home and, and watch it, but I'm glad that you got to see it. All together because I think that does yeah. make for a great experience.
1: All came out on 2012, and now it's 2016, so it's been about four years. And finally, the set is complete, and I really enjoyed the ending. No spoiler alerts because <laughs> I want people to see it for themselves. And I really enjoyed the way that they wrapped it up because I really thought that that was a great ending.
2: And I was sad. I I have to say that I was sad because I loved the books, and I and I waited and waited and waited for them to make the film because I knew that they were going to and that's why I read the books because that's actually how I got into books by reading The Hunger Games and then watching the movies and it was kind of sad at the end because it was like wait no more Katniss, no more PETA, no more Gale, none of them and, and totally agree with Jennifer Lawrence in saying that she does need to write more books because That was amazing, and I would love to watch it all over again, including everything else that she would like to put in there. So, Morgan, if you could rate this event of yours out of five stars, how many stars would you give it?
1: I would absolutely give it five stars because Lyon Tate did a great job. I would give it five shooting stars from a bow and arrow. Whoa. (laughs) I know, Right. (laughs) And I think that Lionsgate just did a great job and everything. And also, we got to have a makeup counter there. And we also got to get our makeup done. And I really enjoyed that. And, like, I really liked how people were getting Katniss looks. And also, some of them were getting their looks like the people who were in the state and all that. And I really enjoyed that. Or the Capitol actually. The Capitol That was really great.
2: And speaking about all these different characters, who is your favorite character?
1: I would have to say, I'm actually in a deep tie right now. Prim and... Katniss I am like in a really bad tie because they both have really great features and I really love them both because Prim is my age and I can relate to her and at the same time I have a sister and I can almost see her taking her place like Katniss true true
2: I you know what I will forever stay with PETA Josh Hutcherson we will always be together anyway well Morgan thank you so much for talking with us today all about Hunger Games Mockingjay part two and (laughs) one
1: well thank you for having me
2: it's always a pleasure speaking with this special Ew. event and where the DVD is out as of last week, guys. So please check it out. Let's take a break. I'm Brianna Hope Beaton, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is Alyssa Wants to Know by N-Circle Entertainment.
7: Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. What's cooking? What's cooking? Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook.
0: We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. On Tuesdays at noon Pacific, teens talk and the world listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio on Voice America Kids. Come play with us at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com.
5: We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market.
0: Tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is
1: coming up. Hey, and welcome back. I'm Morgan Brian Birch, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about Adam Idelson, the producer of Octonauts, The Hunger Games: Mockingjay Part One and Part Two Special Event DVD, and. I'm also talking about Alyssa Wants to Know, What's Upon a Sign, The New Three Little Pigs, and ABC Monsters. And right now we are talking about Alyssa Wants to Know, Samantha, who is age 12, and she is actually in New York. So how are you today? I'm doing good. How are you? I am actually fantastic. So what's the storyline of Alyssa Wants to Know? Alyssa Wants to Know is based off of a
3: science fiction and it's about a girl who goes on exciting adventures with her friends, figuring out little mysteries and things like that. Now, what did you think of the
1: animation?
3: Well, the animation was actually very, very cool considering that they were in space that it takes place in space since it's a science fiction and they had a lot of other weird little creatures in there. So I think the way that the animated it was really cool but I'm making them look too realistic that it would probably be scare kids or it could they kind of look like, they made them look like cute little scary creatures in a way. And I really like how they did that with the animation.
1: And also, what do you think about the adventures? Do you like the way that this was set, like in the future? Yeah, I did. I actually, I'm a fan of
3: science fiction because I find it very, very interesting and cool how you can kind of go any way with it. And I really like what they did with this and the mysteries that they had were very unpredictable and fun to watch and Yeah, it is, like, the overall idea of the mysteries
1: in space. So what do you think of the voiceovers? Did you enjoy them, or how do you think they did?
3: Well, I enjoyed them. I mean, since these are young kids, in a way, that are in space, I feel like voices match with the kids. And I find that very cool, like, in any film in general, how people can modify their voices to sound like a different character. And I think in this show, they did it very well.
1: Now, who was your favorite character? My
3: favorite character... Would probably have to be Alyssa herself because for some reason, no matter what show or whatever I'm watching or reading, I always have a connection with the main character because it's from their point of view and from what they're doing and it's about them. And I feel like I had a, um, a connection with her since it was about her. I had like an inside look on what her life would be like. And
1: yeah, so she's what have to be my favorite character out of all of them. Well, that's actually funny because she's my favorite character, too. And I thought that she was absolutely amazing. And she also reminded me of myself for some reason. And I really enjoyed her. Now, what was your favorite episode and why?
3: favorite episode would have to be the mystery of the last last True Knock. Because the mystery that they kind of had in that episode was very cool to me. And I don't know, there was just something about that episode that I enjoyed over the other ones. And I actually watched that episode a few times more than once, because it was so cool,
1: and I love the animation in that one. And, yeah, everything about that episode was just great. I know, he is just so adorable. I could hug him for days on end, and I'm like, you're my little pet, and I would, like, take him for walks and everything. I, like, really wish I lived in space now, because they're so cute. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. yeah, no kidding. <laughs> now, what was your favorite learning lesson? Or moral, I should say. Well, there was a lot of ideas of teamwork in here, and I find
3: that in any type of children's show, teamwork is always a good lesson to teach kids, especially since they grow up in a very crowded environment. For me, I did since I live in New York City. And yeah, I think teamwork is a very important lesson for kids to learn. And working together is something that you have to use in life in general.
1: So yeah, working together. And- I definitely do agree. Now, what do you think about all the gadgets, gizmos that they had in these films? Did you think they were really cool, or would you like to have them? Well, yeah, I mean, I would love to have re- like
3: all these little gizmos that they have in this film. Because you don't really get to have things like that in like in Earth, basically. And that's really, whenever I watch films and I see them use something really cool like that, I always think about like what would happen if I had that, like how much easier... My life would be, really. And so, yeah, I would like to have a lot of these things that they show in the film.
1: Now, what do you think the age range is?
3: I would say the age range would be from five to eight years old because it was a very fun show to watch. But I think that the whole idea of science fiction and, like, different characters and in order to, like, follow the mysteries that they figure out. Probably be a little complex for anybody under the age of five, so I would recommend it for ages five to eight.
1: And how many stars would you give this?
3: I would give this film four out of five stars because I really enjoyed watching it and I really like the idea of science fiction. Well, thank you so
1: much for this interview. I had a, privli- a privilege talking to you, and now I'm going to pass it on to Brianna, who is age 16 and she's in Florida. So go ahead, take it away.
2: Thank you. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. And today we will be talking about Alyssa Wants to Know, Once Upon a Sign, The New Three Little Pigs, and ABC Monsters. So right now we are going to switch over and I'm going to talk with Morgan about Once Upon a Sign, The New Three Little Pigs. So Morgan, can you tell us all about Once Upon a Sign, The New Three Little Pigs? This is actually
1: a modern twist on a classic fairy tale that almost everybody knows, The Three Little Pigs. And I really liked this because this was actually a live-action one. And even though they weren't dressed up in full costumes, it was really cute and adorable. And you could almost see how each pick was really different from one another because they really did a great job on, like, telling the person, like, I'm like this and my sister's like that. And then basically got a little more detail. And also, I was really worried that I wouldn't understand this because it was in sign language. And I really think that these actors did a simply amazing job. And I want to say thank you so much to them because it's hard enough just to act by itself but to do sign language at the same time of acting is really difficult because you'd have to be like oh my gosh you have to get the, the sign language correctly and the hand motions perfect otherwise people who are hearing impaired could not understand this as well as people who can hear and I really enjoyed that that they did that and it also had the voices which were great because like you could understand it and also they taught you a little bit of sign language at the end of how to say wolf and wood and house and a couple of other words that were featured in the story and then basically it was really fun to kind of do the motions with them and they told you what the meanings were and i really enjoyed that
3: mm-hmm.
2: and it sounds like it's very interesting and and of course everyone knows about the three little pigs it's a classic story that we all know about and i remember hearing it when i was younger so since this says the new three little pigs what was the most contrasting between the last one, what we all know, and this one besides the sign language? Is it just the sign language that brings it to the new level or is there anything else?
1: Actually, this one takes place in a modern time. Like, it takes place basically now. And it also, I kind of liked the way how they did the Big Bad Wolf because he was basically a contractor who was like... I get little pigs in the little houses and stuff, and then I get rent and stuff, and I can almost see that that was really funny. Mm -hmm. And that's actually something that was really funny, and I think that kids was really great. It modernized A New Stone by two boys and one girl, which I really liked. And my favorite character, I would have to say, is the girl pig. Sunny, because she was absolutely amazing, and her acting was great, and all of that, but she's, like, the protector, and she kind of showed girl power, and she, like, protected all the other people in her family, like you say, you do for family, and she protected them from the Big Bad Wolf because she made her house out of bricks.
2: And, as I said before, we all know the story of the Three Little Pigs, and we've known it, and we're used to it being in a cartoony-type Situation animation, we're used to that. So do you think that live action took, did you think it took away from the story since we're so used to seeing it in animation?
1: Actually, no, I really enjoyed it because the graphics were really great and I loved the way that they put the set and the props and they made the set look like it was actually in a fairy tale and how they hand-painted it. And even if they didn't, if they did this in green screen or however they did it, they did a great job on doing that. And I really enjoyed the cinematography And I really loved how they did that because, like, I almost felt like I jumped into a storybook and I was like, had my popcorn and my drink and I was like, just took a seat on a bench and was watching this story happen. And what other stories do you think would
2: be great in this sign atmosphere?
1: I think Little Red Riding Hood would actually be a really great story. And I think that it would be awesome if they did Hansel and Gretel and a bunch of other stories that i could probably list on forever because the list is super long but i think they could almost do like every story in this kind of aspect because i really enjoyed it and i think that sign language is something that a lot of kids should learn and that's why i also get this show or movie i should say the age range of four to i'd say nine because other kids who are a bit older might think that the story gets a little bit boring. And I also think that this show should actually get five out of five stars because I really enjoyed it. Well, I'm glad that you
2: liked it. And I also think that Red Riding Hood, I mean, coming from what you're telling me, would be great for this because I feel like it just works. It sign language and how they filmed it and how live action and all these other things, I feel like it just works with Red Riding Hood. Well, Morgan, thank you so much for talking with us today and telling us all about Once Upon a Sign, the new Three Little Pigs.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me. It was a well. Pleasure talking to you. It's always a
2: pleasure, Morgan. Guys, it's on DVD by Don Sign Press. Guys, so please check it out. It sounds awesome, amazing. Let's take a break. I'm Brianna Hope ton and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's sponsor is Alyssa Wants to Know by N Circle Entertainment.
5: We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Remember my name. Have you
0: heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up.
1: Hey, and welcome back. I'm Morgan Brian burch and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about Adam Idelson, the producer of Octonauts, The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1 and Part 2, special event for the DVD, Alyssa Wants to Know, once Upon a Sign, The Three New Little Pigs, and ABC Monsters. Right now, I am talking to Brianna about ABC Monsters, age 13, from Florida. What's the storyline of this cute little film.
2: ABC Monsters is a series, well, four series, I, J, K, and Dell. And those letters, not all together, but those letters after each episode, at the beginning of each episode, go missing. And they have to find them because they have to account for all the letters, all 26 of them. So they go missing. And the friends of the people that live in Capitol Castle must solve riddles and clues and all these other things to find the letters so that they can get a head count of everyone
1: in Alphabet Garden. Thank you so much. And also so, um what did you think of the animation did you think that was cuter what do you think
2: I I like the animation it was colorful it was it was crisp in in some instances it wasn't crisp but I think that was because it added to whatever storyline like it made do like a hazy bubble because it wanted to go back not back in time but thinking about something and and focusing on something else and so I think the animation was it was justified and everything that they did had a purpose and reason. So it wasn't the same throughout the entire series or out these entire four episodes but it, everything had a reason for it so it was very nice.
1: Pretty much like walking down memory right lane. What was your favorite lesson to moral about I, J, K and
2: <laughs> My favorite episode is L mostly due to word choices because I think L is the most, like the episode L is the most educational, not educational but it added a lot more things that I wouldn't have known. And not wouldn't have known But I'm contradicting myself Because I am older than the target audience So I had to look at this in a fresh eye And I had to look at it in a different substance In a different area But my favorite episode is Elle Because First of all, L is a good letter to make so many words out of. You can make Lee and, and long and leaves and, and letter and so many other things with it. But I think this episode is my favorite because they use the letter L in so many different ways in a, in a good way. And It wasn't simple and it wasn't like, okay, well, whatever. So that's why I liked L.
1: And what did you learn?
2: With L or with all of
1: them? With all of them.
2: Okay, so each episode it obviously one letter went missing and then they would put three words that started with that letter with it. So it basically teaches you these three words over the course of 30 minutes, which to me I think is a bit too long because it's like one letter and then three words that associate with it. And it wasn't even like really complex words, which I understand because they are a a younger audience, but it was very, very, very simple words. And I think 30 minutes is just a bit too long to be focusing on three words. But they basically teach you three words. Letter recognition is used. Uh, spelling is used. Sing along songs are used, and and bright colors help enhance what you learn. So that's that's what you learn.
1: So also, what do you think of the monsters? Do you think that I know that a lot of kids, like when I was little, I thought that the man was scary. But do you think that these monsters will make like the little kids like happy and make them not as afraid?
2: Yeah, and I think I think that this show. Because going into going into life, you're taught that monsters are horrible things and and they're like scary and and blah blah. blah. But this show, seen at a very early age monsters in this show are things that help you through life and things and I think it has a deeper meaning like you can learn from monsters per se and you can get through things with monsters so the monsters are very quirky and very fun and very colorful and and they're not scary at all they and I like how each one has a different personality this one wears glasses this one loves to surf this one loves to go on the lake and and so on and so forth so they had very distinct personalities which I think individualize them if that's a word sorry <laughs> but I really like how how it wasn't all one thing and it wasn't the classic oh, I'm gonna eat you and I'm a monster <laughs>
1: yes now what do you think of the music do any of the songs like are catchy and you get stuck in your head
2: yes they are catchy especially the first one because it's like ABC mom I'm not even gonna sing it because I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna embarrass myself like that but the songs are very catchy and they're very sing-along they have the words at the bottom, so you know what words they're singing when they're singing them. And there are multiple songs, in not multiple like throughout, but there's a lot of songs at the beginning and then a lot of songs at the end. So you definitely understand what's going on.
1: And what do you think the age range is?
2: The age range I gave from 2 to 5. Because younger, I don't think they're understanding what life is. Well, <laughs> at 5 years old, you're not understanding what life is either. But I think 2, it's just a little bit too too young so two to five would be my would be my age range and stars i give it three and a half out of five stars
1: you're listening to kids first coming attractions the voice america kids network today we're talking about adam Idle Son, the producer of Octonauts, The Hunger Games J Part 1 and 2, special event for the DVD, Alyssa wants to know, once upon a sign, the new Three Little Pigs and ABC Monsters. And right now, I am talking to Brianna about ABC Monsters. So, let's continue. Now, does this actually rem- remind you of any stories or any TV shows that you watched when you were a little, little kid? I don't remember that much from when I was a little, little
2: kid, but I, I do remember, like, a- of course, Dora comes to mind because of Spanish and, and Maya and Miguel. I don't think Maya Miguel actually taught me anything. It was a great show, so I loved it. But other, I, I don't actually remember the specific name of certain shows, but I do remember that there were like three steps and you had to follow those three steps to get to a certain goal, which would teach you about a certain thing of life. And you would use that in the next show and, and the next episode and the next episode and the next episode. So I, this is definitely when I watch this show, it reminds me of shows that I was introduced as a little kid. and And I think they're very valuable. I think these types of shows are very valuable because instead of trying to have your mother write out A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, you know, and the alphabet on a piece of paper and just be like, hey, learn the alphabet and three words. It, it makes it it's much better and, and it has a lot more fun to watch it in a show so that, you know, you and your mom can interact or you and your dad or whoever is with you so that they can interact with you so that you feel a little bit more of a family connection.
1: And would you like to love, would you love this if you were like a little kid? I mean it looks just so adorable. I would love this if I was little or I would be like, "Oh, this looks so cute." And I bet that would have helped me with my fear of mom, the boogeyman when I was little.
2: I mean, it definitely is adorable and I think if I was if I was younger, a lot younger, I would definitely like it. And I do like it now. It's very adorable and cute and and I like what it teaches. I just have a few little things, but that's I think that's mainly because of my age and how I look at things and that's much different than a four Year old would look at things but every I like the color I like how they interact with each other I like the, the little different stories and I like how everyone's name like if the episode is L then you it's like oh there's Louise and there's Louie and there's Luke and and everyone kind of everything is surrounded by the letter L and I guess in a way it's not teaching you just three words but it is focusing on just three words but you do you do have a little bit more experience with other words con- containing the, the letter that the episode is surrounded by.
1: And what were the monsters
2: like? The monsters were very fun, and they didn't, which surprised me is they didn't seem to have a care in the world, which which in some aspects, in a lot of aspects, it's in a lot of views, it, it's that's great, because it's like, oh my gosh, they're totally fine, but it's like, they made such a big deal out of finding these letters, and then the letters weren't even like, oh my gosh, I was lost, and I, I hope that you guys found me. They were just like, oh, I was just at the store getting some food don't know why you're here. Like that was something that I was I was confused about because I was like, you should be lost. Like they're finding you. You should you should be grateful. But they were like, no, I'm chill. I'm super chill that no one knew where I was. It's fine. But other than that I really, really liked
1: it. Yeah, they sh- they're scary, but they should be happy to yeah. be found for sure. Like it would be scary to be lost. I and mean, I've gotten lost a couple of times and I've been freaking out like oh, so And also, um what did you think of like the what the um, songs other than like were they catching and stuff? Uh, the songs this uh, a couple of the songs taught you
2: things and and the beginning song of course didn't teach you anything. It was just kind of an opening like hey this is ABC monsters and it gives you kind of a caption of what you know who the main characters are and and what they do and and how they figure out riddles and stuff like that and about the about the ABC Monsters, but the letters at the end, the songs at the end taught you about the letter of the day, so, you know, it'd be like, oh, L is lake, and, and you find it here, 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 and it, it connects you with the letters, so after the L episode, you know, it goes on to each other letter, and when it mentions L, you're like, oh, L is the one that likes flowers, and L is the one that loves the lake and L the one that this, that, and the other thing. So at the songs at the end of each episode, you know a little bit more about that. So, you know, for future episodes.
1: Well, thank you so much for this interview. It was absolutely wonderful. And I had a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for joining us. You've been listening to kids first coming attractions to watch our latest video reviews of new films and DVD releases and learn how you can become a kids first film Critic, Go to www. Dot kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our blog in the teen section of the Huffington Post. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media and the Voice America Kids. Today's show is sponsored by Alyssa Wants to Know, brought to you by encircle Circle Entertainment. I'm Morgan Brian Birch and thanks for listening.
0: listen the later
1: it gets you're listening to voice america kids
7: follow us on twitter at voice america trn get the lowdown on guests new shows and your favorites that's voice america trn to become a kids first film critic enter one of our local campaigns running
0: throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall
6: Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the tech team. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids.
7: Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN.